if your sales reps are not accomplishing what you've set out and made it clear what the expectations are, mm-hmm. you got you to get the right people on the bus. Just right. like in any part of your business, if you don't have the right people, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Right. So an effective sales team is critically important. Welcome to Mastering Your Exit Strategy. I'm your host, Christine Trumbull, a certified exit planning advisor, CPA, and certified tax strategist. I've spent the last 30 years working with owners to grow and scale their businesses, and then went on to help my own husband grow his. After his passing, I moved to the next chapter, ensuring seamless transitions for family-owned and closely held businesses. Each week, we are talking to experts about growth and transition, so you can not only simplify exiting your business, but also get as much wealth out of your business as possible. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. and thank you for joining me on Mastering Your Exit Strategy. Today, I am speaking with John Yankanich. John is a passionate and driven business leader with 30 years of sales and sales leadership experience, working in industries as diverse as healthcare and construction and for Fortune 500 companies to small businesses. As a fractional sales leader, he's committed to founders and CEOs of small and mid-sized businesses to help achieve their aspirations by accelerating sales growth. He helps owners develop sales strategy, establish sales procedures, hire and build a great sales team, lead the execution and driven results. In addition to the wisdom he gained during his corporate career, he utilizes the tenacity, discipline, and grit he developed as a Penn State wrestler to help you achieve your goals. So thank you for joining me today, John. Thank you very much, Christine, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, So let's talk um, sales. And, and and all things sales. So, uh, and we're 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 going to talk about small business owners, small and medium sized owners. So, what are the yep. some of the things that, um, in in your experience, are more in the realm of what are some of the shocking facts about sales in small businesses that that you've come across? Yeah, that, that's it's a it's a good question, Christine. Um, you know, so I've had the opportunity to work with large businesses and small businesses, and there's a massive difference in sales. So some of the facts that we work on at Sales Acceleration is we do surveys of small business owners. We have surveys of over three thousand business owners, and what they've told us about their sales team is shocking compared to large businesses. So let me give you a couple of those facts. Okay. So fully half of small business owners tell us five out of ten that they haven't had anyone travel with a sales rep in the last year, the last 12 months. So in a large business, it's very common for a sales manager to be in the office on Monday, travel with a sales rep or two or three, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and be back in the office Friday. Fully three days every week out in the field. Right. Small business owners, half of them haven't had anyone travel for a whole year. Okay. So it's shocking the difference there. Yeah. Another interesting fact. Let me, let me, can I interrupt for just a second? So for, for now, I understand what you're saying because when, uh, when I was working with my husband, we had, especially that was the last place I had a sales team. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Our sales manager would go out with our salespeople, especially the newer ones, but even the seasoned ones. 
but then we had trainers come in from the franchise and they would travel with them on a regular basis. So when you have someone traveling with your salesperson, what is the purpose of doing that for those that don't get that? That's that's actually another really great and insightful question. So you want to do that for a couple of reasons. One, you want to help lift the skills of the individual that you're working with. So as a sales manager, I would ride with a rep to help them get better. So you see them in action, just as you see if somebody is operating, you're making something, are they doing the right things in manufacturing or quality assurance? A sales rep is off on their own. If you don't have somebody riding with them, you don't know how they're actually performing and you can't identify what is working well and what's not. So if you've got to identify the training needs of the rep, you've got to identify, are they making, are they calling on the right customers? Are they opening the call? Are they closing calls? How are they doing that? And typically what I would do as a sales manager is I would provide that rep with the co-travel notes, work contact form after every day I worked with them to say, these are the things that went well, these are the things that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. So that I'm constantly trying to elevate the game of the sales rep. Okay. Thank you. Does that make sense? Yep, yeah. You got it. You got yeah. it. It's, a, it's a common thing, but it's, you know, having worked in large companies, it's standard operating procedure. It just doesn't happen often in small companies. Right. Exactly. And yeah. well, and some, quite frankly, some owners and sales managers may not even know that it's common practice. Yes. So if they don't, exactly right. you know, it's it's another one of those, they don't know what they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, here's another one. So it was very common in business, big businesses to know what you have to achieve. You know what your target is. You know mm-hmm. what your sales quota is. Right. From our research, 60% of small business owners tell us their sales reps don't have quotas. Right. They don't know what they've got to achieve. They don't know what good looks like. So right. if you don't know what good looks like, am I successful? Am I not successful? Well, that's on the sales management, on the owner's shoulders mm-hmm. to make sure it's clear what the expectations are. Right. And more than half of them, they just don't have them. They're not in place. Yeah. And that's a very um, sad, easy, it's so easy. <laughs> Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's actually a pretty easy fix. And we'll yeah. talk about that. That is one of the things too. So one of the hallmark traits of a great sales manager is the ability to forecast the future. Because if you can accurately forecast the future, that means you know what's going on now. And you know the things you're working on that will lead to something. From our research, 80% of small business owners don't have any forecasting or pipeline tools. They have no idea. So what's happening in the future? Are they rocket ship of growth? Are they going out of business? You just don't know. 80% of small businesses and 80% of small businesses also, they haven't performed an annual performance review for their sales rep in three years. Wow. In big businesses, you do that at least every year, oftentimes every six months. So it's really clear how you're performing to the standard that you have. It just doesn't happen in small businesses. Wow. That's, yeah, Yeah. that is sad. I didn't realize it was that far out. So, and then two other uh, real quick facts. Do you know what a CRM is? It's a customer relationship management tool. It's great to make sales reps more productive. Right. But it's also great for owners because they can see what's happening at a glance reports. Exactly. 90% of small businesses don't have a CRM in place. Really? And 
Yeah, I didn't it's, know that. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, they either don't know the value of it. They don't know mm-hmm. how to make it operational. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't hold their reps because they're not managing them tightly. They're not riding with them. They don't have regular meetings with them. Right. So the sales rep says, no, I'm not going to bother with this. Even right. if they've bought it, that's another common thing too. Oh, yeah. And the last interesting fact that I'd share, you know, with your uh, listeners is nine out of 10 don't have an incentive compensation uh, program that aligns with the behaviors that you're looking to get from the rep. So let me give you an example. So if a customer is, if, if a business owner is looking to get new customers, their sales rep has to call on new customers. Right. If you don't have an incentive compensation plan set up that they benefit more from calling on new customers and winning that business, then mm-hmm. your incentive plan is not incenting what you need them to do. Right. And that 90% of the time, those two don't mesh. So what do you get? A, a rep that calls on the same customers they're comfortable with, right. they don't step, step outside of their comfort zone. And guess what? As a business owner, you don't get the growth that you're looking for. Right. Well, and that's a double whammy because now you're most, you said most of, most of them don't have a CRM or pipeline tracking system and they yeah. don't incentivize them and they're not paying attention to them. So yeah, I mean, the salesperson is going to go, anybody is going to go for the low hanging fruit, the ones that they can guarantee are going to be a sale to, to, yeah. you know, to, to whatever, you know, either pay their commission or, or whatever that is. It's the, it's the easy track. It's yeah. the easy, safe, predictable track that they yeah. can, that they can easily manage and just, you know, go in and, and make happen uh, very easily. That's, yeah. I didn't realize it was that, yeah, the, that the out of is really stunning when you actually look at it. And a lot of it seems like common sense, but to a small business owner who's focused on his or her business, they understand their business. They had their baby, they had their brilliant idea, they've created right. something awesome, but sales is just not their area of expertise. So right. they don't even know what they're missing. They just get frustrated because sales aren't growing the way they want them to. Right. Or they're, you know, they don't like sales. They don't want to be the, 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 the salesman, the salesy person. And so they don't want to, they don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. It's not their area. And if they ignore it, then the problem doesn't raise its ugly They'll head. They'll take care of it for us. It. We have, yeah. we, we're paying them. They should take care of it for us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the things that you listen for when you do talk to small business owners that, yeah. To, to figure out whether or not they do need help in sales? Well, that's, that's a good question because an owner should be, well, maybe not know those facts, but if they hear these things, this is what I listen for. So when mm-hmm. I'm talking to a business owner, so the first one is, are sales flat for the last couple of years? Right. So typically a business owner starts a business, they get up, they get grow, they're finding some success, and then they take their foot off the pedal. And it, or they just don't have any more bandwidth to make any more sales. And so things start to level off or even worse with no effort there, they're going to have client attrition. Well, if they're not adding any new business, sales start to decline. Right. So if I see something in sales that it's leveled off after a couple of years or it's starting to climb, that's something they say, Hey, I need some help here. I need to build my sales infrastructure and I need some professional help to be able to turn it around. Right. Okay. So, so you not, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to go to another thing that I, I listen for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one thing is 
it's very common in small businesses to get jobs or get new um, leads from referrals. But it's also very common not to go after new business. And so if you don't have any proactive strategy about how you're finding new customers, mm-hmm. that tells me your business is going to, is at risk at shrinking and, and drying up. So you have to have a proactive strategy to go out and do that, whether you're bringing lead generation services in to, to find new targets, new markets, uh, a different use for your product, whatever it is. But if you're not finding new customers, you're going to end up on the short end of it. It's going to start uh, slowing you down. Right. Exactly. So that's a common thing that I hear as well. Okay. Um, another one. Um, so and you would, you'd expect this if you actually stop and think about it, but sales uh, owners often tell me, I just can't find the right sales rep. My sales reps, it, it's just not working. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've talked on lots of business. So I can't find the sales. Well, and I sit back and say, well, why should you be able to find the right sales rep? What makes you think that you can identify if you don't know what you need to be excellent in sales, how are you going to identify what it looks like? Right. Exactly. So, so they, they, they think they, oh, well, I'll just hire a rep somebody that's been in the industry and that's the least predictive uh, factor in hiring a rep, somebody that is a retread from the industry, right? They've got to fit the profile of the person that you need. I know it's, it sounds funny, but it's, it's a common thing I hear from business owners. Yeah. They can't find the right salesperson. Right. Well, and that's something that you, you probably need to look at doing something differently. Exactly. Um, here's one that I hear that is very common that actually scares me a little bit. So when you have all your eggs in one basket, you've got high risk. And mm-hmm. so when customers or when business owners have only a handful of two or three customers that make up 40, 50, 60% of your business, yeah. if those customers go away, you might go bankrupt. You yeah. might go out of business. I've seen it happen with friends mm-hmm. of business owners that they lost a big deal or two and they mm-hmm. didn't have a business anymore. Right. They'd have to cut it to the bone and they, they couldn't make it happen. So if you feel that way, you better start building up other. It's Diversification is important in so many different ways. Certainly I preach that until the cows come home. It adds. So, if, if, yeah, if your customer base is concentrated, then it decreases the value of your business for the exact reasons that you were saying. If you lose yeah. one you lose a high percentage of your revenue with yeah. no replacement. So why is somebody going to take on that risk yeah. and buy that business? And the same with your sales team. If you have unguided, mis- misguided, unmanaged, untrained, um, or unincentivized salespeople who are not in, in consistently growing that revenue, again, that's a very high risk situation, low value. Um, yeah. That third party buyer is not going to be interested in that because it doesn't bring value to the table. This is exactly, I agree hundred percent, Christine, where you and I are very much aligned. If I'm tr- trying to build the sales infrastructure out for a small business owner so that it's consistent and reproducible, mm-hmm. then it's going to be more, look more valuable to someone who's interested in buying that business. So exactly more confidence to the owner. Hey, we're growing and everything like that. But when they're getting ready to exit, it gives confidence to the, to the individual or, or team that's going to buy the business. So exactly. we're hundred percent aligned that way. Right. Right. Plus so, it, plus you have to remove the owner as the salesperson 
because once the owner is gone, if there's no salesperson in place, they're not part of the business. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to find that transition to be able to get there. And right. you know, that's the interesting thing. When they find the, the sales rep, so now the sales rep's taking on the job the owner once had. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I hear from owners is that they they the sales rep's not doing what I'm telling them to do. He's not selling them the way that they should be. He's not following the corporate directives. Mm-hmm. Well, when that happens, you're missing an element of sales management there. And you're right. allowing it to ha- happen. That accountability, you're just not, you haven't instilled that in your sales team, probably because you're not paying attention to right. the rep that you could be. You haven't co-traveled with them. Mm-hmm. You don't have a weekly one-on-one with them. It, so all those things, and they're not doing what you want them to do. And then it just creates frustration for the owner. Right. Exactly. So, it's it's about training, accountability, paying attention. <laughs> well, you talk about training. I hear this from owners too. That's, you know, it's interesting. They say that, oh, I, I, I'm going to invest in my sales team. I'm going to put them through training. But the training didn't seem to work. <laughs> well, if it didn't work, why might it, it wouldn't work? Did you just get, sign them up for sales training? Right. Maybe it's something they didn't need. Maybe it's something that's not going to help them. Right. So part of the co-travel and the and the regular communication, the weekly calls that you have with the reps is to, for a sales manager, their job is to understand where the gaps are. Right. And when they identify the gaps, they can target training to help that rep become more effective. And so nobody's going to be perfect. You're constantly striving for excellence, trying to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. And training is an element of that. But when a business owner tells me, my training that I put them through didn't work. I don't understand. Well, was your training going to work no matter what? Or was it just something that you threw off threw at them? Right. So that's a common one too. That's a and good then, one. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of business owners, so they don't see, they can go into the into the shop. And they see what's happening. They see somebody on the floor manufacturing something. They can walk into customer service and they can hear calls, you know, answered, answering from clients. But they don't know what a sales rep's doing. So they end up not trusting what's the activity that they're doing. I don't know what they're doing out there. Are they making enough calls? Are they calling on the right people? What are they saying? Well, if you don't have the processes in place, your meetings, your co-travel with the rep, if you don't use a CRM, Right. You don't know how many calls did they log? Right. How many visits did they make? And so an owner often doesn't trust the activity of a sales rep because they have no insight into what's actually happening. Exactly. And so when I hear those things collectively, I'm like, okay, it should be a light bulb should go on and say you need some help. Yeah. And um you need to work on some things to improve your business if you want to grow it or make it more solid as you as you're looking for if you want to be able to sell it at its full value. Right. Okay. So yeah. you talk about building a sales structure for yeah. higher level superior results. So does that mean that most companies is this part of your statistics like most companies just don't have one? Yeah, well, I'd say most don't, they don't have one and they really, they need to build certain things in. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I've been doing sales and sales leadership for 30 years. So to me, it's not rocket science. It's probably some new concepts or for someone who hasn't had that opportunity, just as I, I wouldn't understand how a certain type of business run or have the vision to create something that, you know, business owners all across America Mm -hmm. do. Right. There, there are some um, I won't say simple things, but they might seem simple to for the idea getting them to implement. It may be a difficult thing, but 
I've got a top 10 list if you'd want to hear some I things was I gonna, hear yes, yeah. with, with business owners. So I'll do it the old David Letterman style, you know, number 10, number nine, okay. eight, seven, like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be great. So some things that uh, I think business owners can either get professional help mm -hmm. or they can do some, try to do some of these things themselves. And if they work on these things, they can definitely get improvement from their sales efforts. Okay. okay. So number 10 is when they don't have any weekly sales meetings. Mm. So I, I told you whether you have a team meeting, but you also need to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with each one of your reps. You've got to understand what they did the last week, what their challenges were, mm -hmm. so that you can help coach them what business they brought in, what they've moved forward in their pipeline, and what they're planning for next week. If you don't have that regular cadence, you're missing a tremendous opportunity to touch base with your rep, to be able to help your rep, mm -hmm. and to make sure that they're staying on the course that you need them. So that's right. number 10, okay. no weekly sales meetings. So fix that. Is that right. um, we were just talking about training number nine is ineffective sales training. So just throwing sales training off the off the fence, this is how you handle objections. Well, if handling objections is not one of the problems that a rep has, maybe they're not targeting the right type of customer. Maybe their messaging isn't the value proposition that you really have. You've got to target the training to make it effective. Okay. And it's targeted not for a whole team, it's targeted per individual because everybody's different. Everybody has different strengths. So understanding that is critical. And so that's why that's number nine. Okay. Uh, number eight, we talked at the beginning about have, not having annual performance reviews and not having certain expectations. You have to do that. You have to have annual performance reviews. You should for all of your people. It should be very clear to them what's expected what they're going to be held accountable for, and then it, and regular communication about how they're performing against those goals. Right. If you don't have that process in place, you're going to miss it. So put that process in, get the annual performance review, get the mm -hmm. training, effective training done, and set up your weekly sales meetings. Well, if you do that, you're getting on your way. Let me just interject for the listeners. Shoot. That is yeah. something that you should be doing for every single one of your employees. <laughs> Not, yeah, I, I not agree. just you know, two salespeople. Sales, you know, but I've I've run my own business as a CEO as well. Yeah. And putting that process in place mm -hmm. makes it so comfortable. Um, you think it's actually, oh geez, there's going to be expectation, there's going to be all this pressure. But if you do it the right way and you have regular communication with mm -hmm. your team. They actually welcome that feedback. Oh, absolutely. They want to hear, how am I doing? You're doing this well, but you got to work on this. Okay, great. Thank you. They go work on it. They get better. Right. And you get better performance out of all team members, all, all employees. It, so people inherently, yeah, people inherently want to do well, but they need yeah. to know that they're doing well. And by giving them a target, by giving them something to move towards, that gives them the ability to actually perform well and then letting them, you know, they'll, they'll know if they're hitting their targets or not, because obviously they're, they're helping to track that, but they, you know, inherently people want to do well, Yeah. but if you don't give them some, a reason or, or target or something to work towards, they flounder. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, sorry. Go I, ahead. I, I, no, I'm glad you brought that up, Christine, because it is, you know, I'm focused on sales. It, it seems it could be easier to manage people that are right in front of you. So salespeople inherently, because unless they're inside sales, mm -hmm. they may be more difficult to manage because they're out in the field, you're not seeing them every day. Right. But 
annual performance reviews and regular performance discussions are mm -hmm. critical to get the high performing team that you're, right. every business owner is looking for. Exactly. So um, as I keep going down the list, number seven is no CRM, not having a CRM. So get a CRM, yeah. put it in place. And what I say when I'm dealing with sales reps is if it's not in the CRM, it doesn't exist. I used so to you say made that. I used to say phones. that. Yeah, did you? Oh, that's exactly. It's I did. Cool. I used to it's tell cool. my sales guys all the time. It's not yeah. the CRM. It doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. That's exactly right. And they get the message. They say, yeah. okay, I've got to use it. It's, it's very, so a lot of business, I think I said 90% of businesses, small businesses don't have a CRM. Mm -hmm. Probably some subset, some set, subset have acquired or purchased a CRM. They just don't use it Yeah, because the sales rep pushed back and they didn't say, no, it doesn't. It's real simple. If you want to work here, you got to use the tools that we're providing for you that will make you better. And exactly. you realize it's worth it. So Exactly. That's, uh, that's number seven. Even I have a CRM. <laughs> and I, I don't do have a salesperson. <laughs> yes. And but I it, use it. Good. That's excellent. <laughs> you, you should. And I know you've got you've got a discipline about the process that you go about doing things. And that's what it is. Um, you know, a lot of people think sales is just, oh, he's got the gift of gab. She can go just talk to people so easily. She should be in sales. So much of sales is also process and discipline. Yeah. So there is some art to it. There's some talent. Some people are going to be more talented than others. But I would gladly take a person who is disciplined, who stays the course, who really wants to succeed, because you can help that person uh, find success if they yeah. work through the process. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, I told you one of the hallmark traits of a great sales manager is be able to predict the future, mm -hmm. to be able to forecast the future. Mm -hmm. So number six, make sure you have forecasting and pipelining tools. Now you yep. can get that out of your CRM, but yeah. you know, if, even if you didn't have that old school before CRMs existed, I managed everything off of a spreadsheet. So yep. I knew what's happening with this customer, what's happening with this customer. Mm -hmm. Have they crossed this stage? Have they, um, you know, have they done that? And if you know, What's going to happen in the future? Because you you see this one's moving along, it's progressing. This one's not. Well, I can forecast that maybe in 60, 90 days, we're going to get new business mm -hmm. or we're not going to. But to know that is incredibly valuable for a business owner, because if you don't know it, you're shooting in the dark. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, 2022. What is 2023 going to look like? Mm -hmm. I don't know. If that's your answer, that's get not a, a good answer. And and <laughs> yeah. You need to do it. Um, so number five mm -hmm. is an improperly staffed sales team. So I was talking with a business owner not too long ago. They have two sales reps. They want to hire a third for a different market. That's great. And I'm helping them do that. Mm -hmm. but the two sales reps, they've been with them for each more than three years. Neither one of them has added a new customer in the last three years. Hmm. One of them is flat. The other one is down 42%. They're not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. They need me to come in and shake things up, either push them up or mm -hmm. push them out and make an effective sales team. So if your sales reps are not accomplishing what you've set out and made it clear what the expectations are, Mm -hmm. You got to you got to get the right people on the bus, just right. like in any part of your business. If you don't have the right people. You're not going to get to where you want to go. Right. So an effective sales team is critically important. 
um, tied to the forecasting and the annual reviews, just mm -hmm. like everything else in your business, you mm -hmm. have to have clearly defined sales metrics. These are things like activity, how many calls you're making on what type of clients, all the way to the, the final stages, what new business are you bringing in, how much business is it, how many new clients, all those things. Right. You have to have those metrics. And I think it's tougher for business owners who are not comfortable with sales versus operating in their business. Mm -hmm. They know in customer service how quickly a client service rep needs to pick up the phone. Right. and how long they should be on the phone. They know how many widgets should be manufactured per hour. Right. They know all those things. But when it comes to sales, it's moosey-goosey. Yeah. And you need to put those sales metrics in place, right? Is that what you see? Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. It's, that, it's that unknown. Again, it's the, you know, they just don't know. They don't understand. So the head in the sand, you know, we hired somebody, they'll take care of it for us. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, I mean, it's not something that takes, it, it, it's not something that takes, you know, hours and hours of education. It's just a very simple understanding what, you know, have a conversation with a professional like you figure out where it's supposed to be, what you need to be looking for, set it and, you know, move on and just pay attention to it. Um, come back and reevaluate it every now and again, adjust it if you need to, but pay attention to it. Yeah, that's good. And it seems when you talk about it like this, it seems, uh, you know, common sense. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't thought about it in this way, you just don't put it in place. So exactly. get your metrics in place. Well, and you know, I always I always say what's common sense to me is not common sense to my client. What's common sense to my 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 client who happens to be a plumber? What's common sense to him is not common sense to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. Everybody has their area of expertise and you know, one of the biggest things for successful people in whatever you do is realizing where your gaps are right. and getting other people to be able to help you fill in those gaps. Exactly. And um, if you don't have it in sales, then get someone to do that. If you want to build the value of your business, get a professional like you to right. be able to help do that. Right. So, um, the number three one is... Did we do number four? We did four. That was, uh, I think, the... Uh, Key metrics. Okay. Having sorry. To find metrics. Yep. Okay. I, I got ahead of you. Number three, down. though, is that's okay. It's, it's good. Um, is not having a sales process. Mm. Now, what I mean by a sales process is every step along the way from when you get the first idea that that, that client, potential client, could become your client, mm -hmm. your lead, all the way through the process to now they're buying from you. Right. There's a number of steps. It's dependent upon the industry, but it should be clearly defined what moves it from an unqualified lead to a qualified lead. What do you need to know to move it to now they're interested? Okay, maybe there's something you found their hot buttons and you've piqued an interest in something. Mm -hmm. Now you've made a proposal to them and you've talked about your solution. Maybe they've made a commitment, but they haven't signed on the dotted line yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe finally they've signed and you've shipped, you've done something, you've provided a service, whatever it is. Each step along the, that path has to have clearly defined expectations and questions answered. Right. And if you don't have that sales process in place, it's not, you're, you're not going to find the same level of success. So I was, I was working with someone who, uh, working with a business owner who was telling me, oh, we've got a great pipeline, we, everything like this. We've got so many deals right on the one foot line in the football analogy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
If you're on the one foot line, your customer wants you so badly, they're going to pull you into the end zone. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. All of your deals are at the one foot line. Then I'm going to tell you, you have very few at the one foot line. Right. Because you don't have a sales process and probably 80, 90% of those that are going to just come in mm-hmm. are on the other side of the 50. Right. And you just don't know it because you don't have a sales process to say, I've got it. Why didn't it close yet? Well, we didn't do this. Well, that should have been done. Right. You know, Why didn't ago. you do that? <laughs> yeah. And we didn't do this. We haven't even gotten to the fact that we didn't do B, C, D, E, and F. Right. But they think it's about to happen. So sales isn't just a, in most sales, at least complex sales are not just going from, oh, there, there's a lead to now they're closed. They're one. They're our client. There's right. all kinds of steps along the way. You need, you need to put that sales process in place and everyone needs to understand it and stick to it, yes. that'll help you with pipelining and all the other things and get you to be more successful in the end. Right. Okay. And to make sure um, that deals are closed much, much quicker. Yes. It actually, by putting a process in place, you think you slow it down. What you do is speed it up Yeah. because yeah. you're going to say, I'm at the one foot line. I'm at the one yard line. And six months from now, you're still at the one yard line. And 18 months from now, you're still at the one yard line because you haven't done certain things that should have been done earlier in the process. Right. Exactly. Number two, a comp plan that's not set up to incent the behaviors that yes. you want. Yes. Yeah. You yes. love that, right? <laughs> you, you have that's another to, you, one that I preach on a regular basis. <laughs> sales reps are built to maximize the comp plan. Yes. They'll do whatever makes them the most. So, you know, a sales rep is typically incented different than many other types of employees. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay them for their, um, based on salary or some portion is salary or fixed, and then they get something for doing really well. Right. Well, if you give them things for their existing business, mm-hmm. you give them more money for managing their existing business. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They're going to manage their existing business. They're not going to bring new right. clients on. Right. If you don't put part of the comp plan or all of the comp plan, however it works in your industry, mm-hmm. on what you want them to do, mm-hmm. call on a new segment, win business in a new segment, then they're not going to do that. They're going right. to maximize what they earn off the comp plan. So it's critically important you tie your metrics to the process, but to the incentive comp plan to get the results you're looking for. It's a fairly simple, straightforward thing for an owner to do, mm-hmm. but most don't. And it leaves them hanging. They don't get the results they're looking right. for. Right. And then overall, the number one is you have to have a business plan of some sort. You have to have a sales plan. Right. You know, so if you don't know this is what I'm going after, this is what my target is, and this is how I'm gonna get there. These are all the client potentials I have. This is that it makes sense that. I want to grow a million dollars or I want to grow $10 million next year. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's 10 million. Well, if you only have a million dollars in targets, it's not going to happen. No. First, you're not going to close all a million dollars, <laughs> right. but there's no way there has to be a connection from where you are today to where you want to go. And right. sales plan um, is critical in forming that. And then that helps you set all the other uh, stages of all the other elements that you want in your sales right. sales process. So that right. gives you a, a top 10. Hopefully it can help business owners figure that out. And as you know, not only does it help sales, but if you put those things in place, you make your business more valuable. Excellent. And that's what you're uh, yeah. trying to do. And um, I think that's why sales and 
and exit planning, building the value of business are so well aligned yeah. because we we complement each other that way. Very much, very much. So this has been fantastic. I, I really appreciate this has been very informative. There's a lot of information here. Um, and, and, you know, any, anybody who listens to this is going to be able to take, you know, pieces of it or all of it and completely implement or run with it. And, and this has been fantastic. So if you want listeners, if you want more information um, about what, what John has been talking about and about, uh, you know, some of the things that you can do, all of his contact information and website and social media are going to be in the episode notes. As always, please, please, please reach out to him because there's really no reason why you can't um, increase your sales, work with and create a sales team that is really going to take your business and, and just skyrocket with it. Yeah. Is that an understatement? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I, I don't think it is. You know, I've had the experience to help a number of different business owners to heights that they didn't expect themselves. Right. And, you know, that's why I decided to work with small and mid-sized business owners, because I think it's a lot more fun and I can really make an impact on people. So yeah. if you do want to just talk, talk about some things, if I can help you, that's what I'm here to do. Definitely reach out to John. And again, all of his contact information is in the episode notes. So definitely go check that out. So thank you, John, for joining me. I really do appreciate that. Thank you, Christine. It was a pleasure uh, spending time with you today and, and all your listeners. I really thank do appreciate you. it. So as always, thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you did find this information valuable. This is Christine Trumbull with Mastering Your Exit Strategy. Until next week. Bye. Bye.